Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. Today is Monday, July 12th, and this is Off the Bench with Heidi St. John. This is Mailbox Monday, and you guys, the kitty is full. We're going to talk about all kinds of things today. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. By now, you've heard that I'm running for Congress to replace Jamie Herrera Butler, representing Washington State's 3rd Congressional District. I'm a wife. I'm a mother. I'm a business owner. I'm an author and a speaker, and I've lived in this district for a very long time. And I am asking you for the honor to represent you in the House of Representatives. We've got some huge deadlines coming up for fundraising. We need to take this country back. We were once the party of ideas, you guys, but we have devolved into a cult of personality, and we have lost our way. I want to bring common sense back to the floor of the House of Representatives. Now is the time for a new generation of conservative leaders to stand up, and I am here to stand in the gap for Washington State. For more information, go to HeidiStJohnForCongress.com. You can sign up to volunteer, get on our prayer team, and support this run financially. This ad was paid for by friends of Heidi St. John for Congress. So I'm glad you guys have chosen to spend a little bit of your time with me today on this Monday. We're about halfway through the month of July. I can't, you guys, a moment of silence for how fast it's going. And I got to say, I'm kind of glad because if it was going any slower, I'd be pretty upset right now. <laughs> Every time I turn around, the news is just, I just, I, I'm almost at a loss of words, which it's me. That's not easy. I've been kind of at a loss of words lately. Uh, My husband and I had a wonderful weekend at Calvary Chapel Chattanooga. Thanks to everybody who came out to that. Um, Several things coming up on my calendar. Almost all of them are related to my run for Congress. And so if you guys want to keep up with me again, that is HeidiStJohnForCongress.com. Don't forget uh, to join the prayer team there and obviously uh, support what we're doing. We really want to hear from you. I wanted to give you a little bit of an update as to what is happening at the Homeschool Resource Center. So a lot of you listening to this are first-time homeschoolers. You're just now realizing, oh my word, the public schools are absolutely bent on indoctrinating my child. And you're looking for something else to do. So I wanted to let you know, if you live in the Portland, Vancouver area, the Homeschool Resource Center has wonderful, wonderful classes lined up for the fall. And you guys can sign up. And we're opening registration next week. So pay attention because the classes fill up very, very quickly and you can go to fphrc.org that's firmly planted homeschool resource center fphrc.org and get on the mailing list and so at least you don't miss those very very crucial deadlines so there are a lot of really fun things if you've never toured the homeschool resource center i would say you know start calling you guys can if you're new you can kind of see what's going on here there are solutions and I am a solutions girl. I'm really tired of listening to the people, you know, armchair warriors who whine and cry about things. You guys, get off the bench. Get off the bench. Get onto the battlefield. What can you do? What can you do to be a part of a solution? What can you do to be helpful? What can you do to say, hey, we're stuck here, but this is a way that we can move forward? Lots and lots of you uh, praying with us about starting homeschool resource centers. We're hearing from you starting homeschool cooperatives. I actually wrote an entire manual on how to start a homeschool co-op. I'll link back to it in the show notes saying, if you can do this in your churches, churches should be lighthouses for, for families fleeing the corruption and indoctrination. I mean, these guys are ground zero for the war on children. And you heard me talk about this last week, just, you know, my sincere 
frustration, I guess is the right word, at what's happening to our children right underneath our noses. Thank you, Disney. Thank you, Nickelodeon. Thank you, public school system. Thank you, critical race theory. The war on children. Thank you, American Library Association. It's real. And it is against our children, and we need to wake up to what's going on so that we can provide safe haven for our children and train them, as God's Word says, in righteousness. One of the things I want you to know before I jump into your questions, and there are lots of them, is that we can be joyful in the midst of all of this. Did you guys know that? We can be joyful in the midst of everything that's going on around us. The Bible teaches us that God is in control, and we should be crying out to him, really praying and saying, Lord, what is it that you want us to do? The Israelites, God told them to flourish in the midst of a Babylonian captivity, continue to have children, to continue to raise their families and and harvest their crops. And even though it was difficult and they were definitely under judgment for their lack of obedience to God, does that sound familiar? That lack of obedience, it resulted in judgment. And that's where we are. And yet in the middle of everything, The Bible teaches us to pray without ceasing, and that's what we should be doing. We should be praying without ceasing. Psalm 55, 17, evening and morning and at noon, I utter my complaint and moan, and he hears my voice. God hears you. Isaiah 55, 6, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Psalm 88, 13, but I, O Lord, cry to you in the morning, my prayer comes before you. Matthew 6, 6, but when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. I love this because that says to the the people who are busy and you're wondering, how am I going to find time for this? The Lord says, go into a room and shut the door. And I, I'm, I see you and I'm listening. Ephesians six eighteen. pray at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance. Well, you guys, we've talked about this before. What is perseverance? Perseverance is patience in action. You guys should write that down. Patience in action. And then he says, make supplication. In other words, ask for all the saints. So when you guys think about the people that are around you, They're getting off the bench and onto the battlefield. The Bible says, pray for them. Cover them in your prayers. People keep asking me, you know, how we've been able to manage my speaking season and the run for the House of Representatives and managing the Homeschool Resource Center. And, you know, I'm writing a book in the evenings. I didn't know if you guys knew that or not, but I'm writing a book right now. I have a deadline coming up. And these were all things that we knew that we had going on before we took on the massive job of running for Congress. And I keep telling people there is an extraordinary grace over our family right now. And I told you last week, I've been, you know, thinking about sharing with you just things that God is doing, answers to prayer, that kind of thing. And I was in the Pittsburgh airport a couple of weeks ago on my way to Oklahoma City, I had an opportunity to meet with General Michael Flynn, which was kind of an amazing, that was an amazing opportunity. And when I was in the Pittsburgh airport, I had a little bit of a, not a meltdown, but a little bit of a moment when I was just like, what am I even doing? Like, Lord, you knew that I I don't need this job. I just genuinely love the people in the third congressional. I've lived here for most of my life and my heart is burdened for them, much like Nehemiah's heart was burdened when God said, your heart's burdened, go build the wall. And I feel like that's what God's asking me to do. But as I was walking through the Pittsburgh airport, as my husband had dropped me off and I was by myself and I had blisters on my feet because I was wearing bad shoes, uh, I got through security 
and you guys, you know, you, you, you love traveling with me through the airport because I only wear the mask at the very, very end at, when I can't uh, help it anymore to put it on. And then I have a mask that has a big picture of a sheep on it and the sheep is wearing a mask. It's like my favorite thing. Anyway, I'm walking pretty quickly through the Pittsburgh airport and I see a shoe store there. And I think, oh, great. You know, I'm going to go in and get myself a decent pair of shoes because I've already got this bleeding blister on my toe. And this were, this was a bad idea to wear these shoes at this big event, blah, 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 blah. So I go to this thing and I'm praying kind of my way through the airport, just talking to the Lord out loud, you know, like, Lord, is this what you want? Like, show me, like, just, I need a, I needed a, a confirmation, just a hug from heaven, just the Lord to say, I hear you. I see you. You're going the right direction. Why pick out this really cute pair of red sandals? And as I'm talking to the salesperson, she asked me what I'm doing. And I, I kind of tried to avoid it at first. But then I said, well, actually, you know, I'm running for Congress. And she said, I knew it. She said, when you walked in here, I knew the Holy Spirit, he's with you. She said, do you mind if I pray for you? And you guys, this woman, this shoe store lady who I'm starting to wonder if she was an angel, I don't know. She prayed for me. And when I left that place, I was covered in goosebumps. The presence of the Lord was so profound there. And there wasn't anyone else in the store when she prayed for me. So, you know, for all the haters who are going to try to get her fired, she didn't do anything wrong. She sure, she sure encouraged me and I bought, you know, two pairs of shoes. <laughs> but it was the Lord. It was God who was saying, my people are everywhere. And I want you guys to hear that. God's people are everywhere. The Bible says in Romans 8 that the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we don't know what to pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. There was a woman on the House of Representatives that that, uh, prayed over me in tongues about a month ago. I'll never forget it as long as I live. God is at work. And I, I want you to be encouraged because when people ask me about all the stuff that we're doing right now, I guess what I want you guys to know is, that there is a grace over us right now because we're walking in obedience to the Lord and the, and the grace of God will follow you wherever the spirit of God leads you. It doesn't mean that it's not hard. It just means that God is interceding all the time. The Holy Spirit are interceding for us with groanings too deep for words, answering the prayer before it even makes it to the end of my tongue. And he wants to do that for you. And he wants you to have encounters that you can write about and share with your children. I mean, I called Jay as I was, you know, racing to my gate. And I said, Jay, the Lord is with us. It was like the $100 bill story that I shared with you guys last week. It was this little thing that God knew that I needed. And he'll, you guys, he's rarely early, but he's never late. So hang in there and trust that God's at work because he is. All right. So here's question. I'm going to answer your questions. If you guys would like questions uh, addressed here at the show, Go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash Mailbox Monday, and please share this show with people. Please leave reviews for it at iTunes. We are caring an awful lot right now, including what's happening at the Homeschool Resource Center, which, by the way, I don't run that. It's being run by a, a very capable, wonderful staff of incredible human beings uh, who care about the homeschool community in this area as much as I do. So, uh, But it helps us a lot if you can share what we're doing. Talk about what uh, what what's happening here and what God is doing with the run for Congress, all the things, if you guys can help us, it absolutely makes a difference. All right. This first question came in. She said, I took your advice about getting involved in small town politics and got myself elected into office. Woo, woo. Listen, you guys, the big, you know, the big races for federal seats, right? Congress, things like that. Those are big races, but what happens locally affects your everyday life every day. 
And so you got to run for office. I'm so proud of this, this mom for writing it. She said, my first board meeting is coming up next month, and it looks like I'm going to be jumping straight into an LGBTQ battlefield. Well, of course you are, because remember how they said they just wanted the right to get married and that'd be it? That's never been what they wanted. They want complete and total capitulation. They want uh, the florist in Washington State to pay heavily because even though uh, she served that gay couple for you know years and years with flowers and stuff, when they asked her to do a wedding, she said it violated her conscience. And so what did they do? They didn't say, thank you so much for serving us. We understand. No, they sued her all the way to the Supreme Court. This is what we're up against. It's vindictive and it's wicked and it's wrong. And so when you say that you're expecting backlash, that's good because you are going to get that. She goes on to say, my kids are homeschooled and semi-naive on the subject, and I'm worried about how they'll respond to our family being scapegoated across our community as an example of how not to be woke. Any advice or resources on how to prepare my kids? So the first thing I would do is just say to pray with your kids. I would be very, very honest. You guys might want to turn, if you've got your kids listening to this right now, you might want to turn the volume down or have them plug their little ears, because I'm going to tell you about a message I got in my Instagram box the other day. Are you ready? Are your kids gone? I'm going to give you a second. So this guy writes in, and he just said, I hope you are raped and murdered. Why would he say that to me? Because I'm running for office. That's why. This is not even Republican versus Democrat anymore. This is good versus evil. This is righteousness versus wickedness. And your children are going to get a front row seat to it. And the way that you train them to be ready for that is to tell them that you are not afraid, that you belong to the Lord of Heaven's armies, that your days have already been ordained for you, that nothing is going to happen to you that wasn't already in the in in God's plan, and that He will protect you over and over in His word. He says, Do not fear, don't be afraid because of them. You guys, we've read the stories of the men and women of faith who have followed God with a reckless abandon. Now, when are we gonna live it? When are we gonna live our own stories? God has a story he wants to write on your life. And like I've been saying for months and months and months here, the real crisis in this country is a pandemic of courage. It's a crisis of courage. And it's no joke. And I want you to prepare your children by reminding them that they belong to the Lord. And we are just passing through. Teach your children to stand. Every one of you listening to this, teach your children to stand. I wish I had um, resources on how to prepare them. I would The resource is the Bible. Read to them, read the story of Corey Ten Boom. Read William Wilberforce to your kids right now. Oh my goodness, I'm reading that uh, to our kids right now. And I, it's fantastic. But don't be discouraged and don't be afraid. And this, this person that sent me this threat, basically, these are the kinds of things that happen to me on the regular. The, and the only reason they're happening is because I'm taking a stand for righteousness. And I'm telling you right now that the people on the other side of this are not interested in compromise. And we must be willing to stand kind and be kind and be loving. But this idea that we could, we're somehow going to reach an, an agreement. It's never, watch what they're doing. And you guys can get back to me and tell me if you think that they're interested in working with you. Cause my, my feeling, my strong feeling is that they're not, are there things that we can agree on? Yes. And we absolutely should be able to get along with each other. But what we're seeing right now is wickedness. You guys probably saw, and I can't think of the state, but last week there was a woman in the house of representatives, a state house who stood up to talk about transgenderism, how it's the war on women and the foolish, irresponsible, you know, I can't even think it's just, it's. I don't even have a name for him. It's so ridiculous. These grown men started pounding on their desks to drown her out so she couldn't be heard over the microphone. What What are we in? First grade? It's ridiculous, but it's wickedness. And that's what we're seeing. Prepare your children for it. But the way you prepare them is the way that God would have you do that, which is to say, God didn't give you a spirit of fear 
of power and love and a sound mind. And you know what? The Bible teaches us that we can have joy no matter what our circumstances, because joy is not dependent on our circumstances. Joy is the unmistakable sign of the presence of God. That's what it is. That's what gives me joy. That's why I'm not worried about what man can do to me, because I know I'm just passing through. I'm just here to do what God asked me to do. And I happen to be one of the most blessed women in the whole wide world because I'm a child of the King of Kings. And because I have a wonderful husband and children, and that's what I care about. And outside of an overflow of the blessing that I feel, just the the, the gift of even living in this country, the Lord has said, all right, Heidi, now, now I'm going to have you take it over here. It's about obedience. So I'm really encouraged by you telling me that you've gotten off the bench. And I think uh, that that's amazing. Hannah from Kansas wrote in and she said, hi, Heidi. First, I love your podcast and Bible study. Thank you, Hannah. That's at MomStrong International. If you guys haven't joined me yet, we're just getting rolling on a three-month study called Beautiful Lies. You are not going to want to miss it. She says, my question is if you have any parenting suggestions for addressing defiance in littles and under, five years old and under. We have two strong-willed little girls, and I struggle with why, with, with it if I'm being too harsh or not harsh enough, especially with our five-year-old who's more sensitive and stubborn. Sometimes I don't know what approach to discipline helps her the most. Do you have any tips or suggestions? Sincerely, a tired mama. So here's the thing. Here's what I have come to pray over my children when I was in the heat of parenting them, when I was in the the thick of it, you know, in the heat of battle, I guess, so to speak. I think the prayer needs to be, Lord, help me deal in the currency that this child trades in. So in other words, what is the currency that that particular child, you know, some of your kids are going to not, you know, the timeout's going to be the thing, or some of them just don't want to be, you know, isolated. So maybe, you know, everybody gets ice cream cone, but that one child, but the trick is to be consistent. So the consistency, they need to understand that you're training them, that actions have consequences. And we really are training little hearts. We're teaching them and training them. This is what the Bible says in the ways of righteousness so that when they're old, they won't depart from it, which by the way, that's not a promise. It's a proverb. There's a difference. But to be able to say, hey, you know, mama asked you to do this in a timely manner. So maybe you asked her to, you know, pick up her room or make her bed or whatever it was, and she didn't do it. So you need to know ahead of time, what are you, how are you going to respond to that? And mama, this has a lot to do with you being in the word and knowing that you can hear from the Lord. And this is, I'm going to just keep emphasizing prayer, you guys, because God's doing something really amazing in my life. Uh, as I have, am just leaning farther and farther and deeper and deeper into him by myself in prayer every day, realizing I'm going to have to take on a little bit more time to put that armor on every morning. And I think the same thing is true for parenting. And so what you want to do is you want to encourage and bring out obedience in your child. You're not there to break their spirit, right? You're there to quell rebellion. You're there to say, I love you. And that's the primary message is that they're loved. And when my kids leave my home, I want them to know that I loved them. I loved being with them. I loved parent. Did I love every moment of it? No, (laughs) no. (laughs) But oh my goodness, you guys, what a gift to be able to uh, raise these wonderful kids. I was talking to Jay on the phone the other day as he was driving home and I had to fly home, you know, ahead of him, as I told you guys. And I was feeling, you know, sort of melancholy and sort of sad for myself because I, I miss my family, wanted to be out there with them. And he said, Heidi, the Lord is just showing me as I'm out here with our kids and our grandkids, just how thankful and grateful for all of these years, these 30 some odd years of parenting now, that we've had the opportunity to train our kids in righteousness because the Bible says that don't give up because a harvest of blessing is coming. So Hannah, don't give up. Ask the Lord to show you, 
absolutely with specificity, what is the currency that your child is trading in? And use that currency in discipline. All right, let me know how it goes. Kimberly from Indiana asked again, what are the thoughts on youth groups? I'm going to encourage you guys to go back a couple of weeks. I talked about this. I'm not anti-youth group. Maybe it was Instagram that I talked about this. I'm not anti-youth group. I'm anti-play group. Our kids, we know they don't go to youth group uh, to socialize, although that's a, a wonderful you know, side benefit of it. And that's certainly something that I'm thankful for. But so many of these youth groups have traded in the teaching of and training of, in God's word for just garbage. And just screwing around. And frankly, we don't have time for that. So I'm not anti-youth group, but I'm anti-play group. And I think, you know, find out what the goal is of the youth group. What are they going to be teaching your kids? What is what is their what are their thoughts on discipleship? All those things. And then pick a youth group from there. Also, and I just I'm gonna drop this right here. Don't nobody get mad. I don't actually think your kids need a youth group. I'll just leave that there. All right. Uh Aja. Is that how you say your name, Aja? from Tennessee. Hi, Miss Heidi. Thank you for all you do. I'm a new fan, 17 years old, and have awakened to the downward spiral that our country, our culture, and our world has found itself in. And I've decided to do something about it. Awesome. I love it when I hear from teenagers. I decided to start my own podcast on Anchor and was wondering if you have any advice for me and any more young people that wake up and wish to do something about the current state of our fallen world. Thank you again. You're a light in a dark time. Well, Aja, you are a light also, and I'm just so thrilled. Okay, so here's the thing. For those of you who are thinking about starting your own podcast, the key to success in podcasting is consistency. Consistency, consistency, consistency. So I would I would start out with just one day a week, two at the most. I've been doing this for about uh, what are you coming up on eight years now, nine years, something like that. And I'm coming up on 1500 episodes. Um, that didn't just happen. So there was a season I had a baby in there in the middle of that. And I, um, or something happened. I can't remember exactly what it was, but anyway, I had to take a break. And then when I came back, we started with three days and eventually we moved to five days. Actually, we didn't move to five days till the middle of the Rona. Um, I would encourage you that direction, do uh, consistency, Start looking for guests that you um, admire that would have the time to come on your show. Decide what you want the show to be about. And then um, partner with other like-minded individuals. So Anchor is an awesome platform. I've been using it. Uh, It's a way for you to monetize your podcast, but I'm not going to lie to you guys. This is a rough way to make money. It takes a lot of listeners to make money and it takes a lot of time. So don't do it for the money. Do it because you're passionate. All right. And then let me know how it goes. I'm just so proud of you. And I'm so thankful that you wrote in. Thank you so much. This is so exciting. And that is all I have time for today. So there are several other questions on deck and I will come back at Renee from St. Charles, uh, Missouri, Laura from Billings, Montana. I see you guys in here and, and I'm, uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to get to you. I promise. In the meantime, you guys have a wonderful, wonderful day. Stay encouraged in the Lord and don't let the adversary lie to you about who you are. You guys join me at MomStrong International for the next three months. We're going to be studying beautiful lives with Jennifer Strickland. You're going to love it. You're not going to want to miss it. Again, that's MomStrongInternational.com. We love you guys so much. Thanks for your support of this ministry. You can send your financial support. If you guys would be interested in becoming financial supporters of this podcast, we would be very, very grateful. You can do that by going to the show notes today and I will link back to it. And don't forget, I'm going to link back to also the co-op manual in the notes today. If you're interested in starting a homeschool co-op, it's a great way to get off the bench and onto the battlefield. We love you guys. I will see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.